Welcome back to another season of the UK Virtual School Podcast with me, Sid, the founder of the first online school that dares to be different. If you've heard season one, you'll know that this podcast is for families who home educate and for those looking for an alternative to the current educational system. Now, if you did miss season one, I highly recommend that you go back and have a sneak peek because there are some real gems from that season. I discussed my journey through education in episode one. Episode six is super popular and useful if you're looking at GCSE exams. I even interviewed the teacher that lives in a van in episode number eight. In this season, season two, we've got some brand new interviews with teachers, students and parents from UK Virtual School. UK Virtual School is now in its second year. Join us on a movement to disrupt education as we continue to create an innovative, inclusive and fulfilling alternative for the children who will become the change makers and leaders of tomorrow. Welcome back guys to another amazing season of the UK Virtual School podcast. Welcome to UK Virtual School the online podcast for our online school. From inner city London to online teaching in Greece, the beauty of online schooling. So today I've got with me an amazing guest. We've got Andra Mackey, who is our daily maths teacher. Uh, She joined UK Virtual School earlier this year and she used to work in an inner city school in London and now she works online and I remember when I first interviewed Andrea Mackey she was a bit nervous about teaching online Um, but she is absolutely amazing and I remember when we interviewed her the kids loved her so she's with us today to be talking about the differences between teaching in person and being online and how she's living in the beautiful country of Greece and she's enjoying the lovely weather. And I think we've got lots of families and parents and even teachers who are able to live globally now because they're teaching online or they're working online. It's an amazing opportunity, which we once didn't have. So welcome, Andrea Mackey. How are you? Hello, Sid. I'm doing very well. Thanks for the warm welcome. I am absolutely loving the school. Let me start with this, get it out of the way, because it is really true. Like you said, at first I was kind of worried, I would say, because obviously I hadn't done it before. I did it throughout the lockdown for a bit, but then it was again different because I just had to transfer everything I was doing in the classroom online. But it's totally different to be just online, just remotely. Loving it so far. So you worked in an inner city London school. What made you go into teaching in the first place? I just kind of felt like that was what I had to do. I don't know, you know, one of those things that you know deep in your heart that you can't do something different. I was always kind of good with the kids. I felt like I could build a relationship quickly. So I think that was quite important and a very important factor that uh, led me to teaching. Well, I moved to London because I wanted to do my master's there. I wasn't quite sure if I was going to stay or not. I always kind of thought that I would go back to Greece after that one year. But London was beautiful and fun. So I ended up staying for another five years after that. That was quite fun. Well, the first year I was doing more like tutoring and kind of going around. But then I started working in a school 
which I ended up staying for four years. It was really nice. It was a different kind of school. It was basically uh, like a mainstream style education, but with a specialist approach, let's say. Stayed there for four years, fully enjoyed it. But then I decided, why not? move back home and see what I can do here. So did you teach also in Greece? No, because when I left Greece, I was quite young, like I just got my bachelor's degree. So I didn't have that much experience teaching back home. I did work in a private English language school for a bit, but that was all I knew basically from teaching. All I've learned is in London. (laughs) So after you'd uh, moved back to Greece, after your four years of teaching in London, did you start teaching then or were you just searching for something that would work for you? It was basically during the summer that I started looking for stuff to do here. Basically, I am doing some tutoring still, but I was kind of looking for a classroom. Basically, I wasn't sure what I really wanted to do. I didn't even know, believe it or not, that those kinds of schools existed, like only online schools. Then I started looking for it. And then a friend of mine sent me the ad. I've not heard this story. (laughs) Yeah, I know. They were like, check this out. Seems fun. It looks cool. Like, sure, why not? Let me do that. So I send you my CV. And then when I, I was surprised to hear back from you, I was like, what? That's crazy. And after our chat and interview, I thought, that sounds actually quite cool. I never considered it. Caught me by surprise, but it was a good move, I think. (laughs) And the kids absolutely adore you, right? So you fit right in. And we always get great feedback from all the young mathematicians and they've grown in leaps and bounds. And so how have you found the process of teaching online? It was interesting at first. I thought I would have like issues, let's call them with discipline. Like, I don't know if they would listen to me, that how it would work basically behind the screen. But I don't know, the kids were amazing. Obviously, they've all been doing it for a while. They were just so confident. They knew what to do with Zoom. I was still figuring it out. <laughs> they showed me around. They were amazing. Honestly, the students at UK Virtual School are something else. I don't know. We have a good bunch of kids, right? We've got a really good bunch. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It was frightening to begin with, but kind of got into it and I feel much, much more confident now. So your experience in teaching in London, I think you mentioned that it was a specialist school. I think your master's was in uh, Mm -hmm. specialist education. Do you want to tell us a little bit more about that? In Greece, things are slightly different, let's say, with special education and how students with unique learning profiles, let's say, are treated. So I kind of felt the need to learn more about that because obviously you know that you might end up in a classroom, might be mainstream, but still you might have to be able to identify different learners and refer them to somewhere else to get a diagnosis or something that would help them basically. So I felt like that was quite a good skill to have to be able to recognize those things quite quickly and help the students. So I felt that was quite important to do. And then I went on to do a degree in that which was quite fun. I didn't have the practical side of it because in the degree you weren't supposed to go and observe or anything, which was quite bizarre. But then I ended up working in that school and I learned from the inside how it works, which was really, really amazing. So do you want to tell us a little bit about well, what are the, the positives and the negatives of working in a physical school and then the online school and compare the two and just talk us through? Because there might be lots of 
listeners out there that haven't experienced online schooling, but most people will have experienced a physical school in some format. So what are the positives and negatives of both and how would you compare them from your perspective? Basically, working from home and working from the comfort of your sofa, chair, basically not having to get dressed up, all of that is the obvious reasons why it makes it so much easier to work from any environment that you want. Obviously, traveling is another one. You get to travel wherever and you just need to make sure that the times are right and you can teach from all over the world, which some of our teachers do, right? That's very important. And then obviously time flexibility. You don't have to spend an hour driving to or from work. And I think that's also amazing for the kids because they don't have to kind of waste that hour commuting to and from school. And that allows more time to do fun activities or stuff with siblings, friends, parents, all of that. I don't know. I feel like it's amazing. I feel, of course, like being in a classroom has its many benefits, right? And like socializing is quite important with that. You get to experience what society is like in a smaller scale, but UK Venture School has opportunities for students to do that, right? We've got the common room and we're always looking for opportunities to bring the students together with the assembly and the coaching tutorials. And our residential trips that's where we're gonna really be yeah I know that's gonna be amazing I can't wait I think uh, with an online school I always say this to parents that online schooling should not be the only place where kids are socializing because there's only limited scope that we have for that and zoom doesn't allow two people to speak at the same time for example without cutting one person off and that uh, it's not a natural way of having a conversation because you have to wait until the other person has stopped speaking i do say find local activities but a combination of local activities whether it's forest school or drama or sports and plus academic learning online i think is a really good mix and then we're going to have these residential opportunities as well that's going to be so much fun i know and we might be coming to greece at some point that would be awesome greece is really good for those kind of things small and easy to navigate to so in terms of the actual teaching online how have you found that and are there any kind of interesting things that you hadn't considered that actually work really well online from your perspective um yeah i mean i'm always learning and every day i'm discovering uh, something new with online teaching i think it's great that you have basically uh, we're using zoom right so it's really good for personalized questions because you can just send stuff to students to do like an exercise or something that can be just customized to them depending on their level so you work on multiple levels at the same time and you have the time to support students who are less independent but then keep an eye on everyone who can work independently at the same time and i think that's been like the chat of zoom has been a revelation to me so cool and also i think i really like how we're rating i'm asking for the students to rate the lesson towards the end and say how they felt about it and they can use emojis to do that which is the new way of expressing feelings it turns out so yeah we've got to adapt right that's also something fun that remote teaching is bringing to the table 
What was your biggest surprise with online that you didn't expect? I think it was that I mentioned earlier that everyone was just so on it and very well behaved and just knew what they were doing. And I would just go on with my lesson. The whole annotating thing that the students were so confident at doing and working in real time on the screen, everybody doing the same thing. But then again, like I said, with some questions more personalized. I don't know, I find that fascinating that we can all be working on one thing at the same time, but all being very engaged and participate equally in it. And I think it's amazing how, especially primary age kids, adapt so well to online. We kind of expect them not to know. And they know all the IT skills and they're teaching teachers. Yeah, no, even if they don't know, they're just so quick to pick it up. Like you tell them something once and then they'll never forget, which is awesome. And and, and then you're thinking if they picked up maths that quickly, it'd be awesome, right? But they seem to pick up IT skills way quicker. And I think it's amazing at the rate at which technology has developed that enables younger and younger kids to engage in a way which they find quite easy to. Because if you think about a classroom environment, for a child to ask a question, would they have, would have to physically put their hand up and would have to ask a question in front of everyone. But Zoom allows so many multiple different ways of engaging and the learner can pick a method that suits them. Yeah, that's absolutely right. And again, with the whole chat thing, they can just send you directly the question they've got without having to feel, I don't know, left out if they haven't understood or embarrassed because it happens, right? Uh, when you're unsure about something, it's really amazing. What other elements of UK Virtual School have you been involved in? Oh, well, I know one element, the dress up. (laughs) Do you enjoy dressing up (laughs) and taking part in our festivals and and kind of dress up days that we do? I do, I really do. And I really enjoy because obviously I'm teaching maths years three to six, right? So I don't get to see all of the students in the school in my lessons. And the assemblies are always a nice opportunity to see everybody, right? To be able to meet other students. Yeah, I think also the dress ups and the dancing about, that's also amazing. I love the student council because they have so many ideas that they bring to the table and it's amazing how they obviously take initiative, contribute to the community. The assemblies are amazing. I love the coaching tutorials, I have to say. Always the topic is so spot on and is beautifully presented by everyone who's done it so far and so easy to understand. And I think it talks about obviously values and uh, ideas that are really important and for the kids to have that knowledge and be able to share ideas, express how they feel about them. I think that's also a very, very important aspect. What's been your favorite coaching tutorial? I know you're probably gonna pick a favorite teacher now, right? So who has, think carefully here, who, who, whose um, coaching tutorial has been a super amazing? Tough one. I think Hannah's first one, was it with her personal example? I like that very much, that she's put her adventure as part of the the presentation and how she could actually put something quite vague as growth mindset to practice and to show what it actually means in real life. I think that was really good. The inclusion one was again another very good one. I'm all for inclusion so I really love that one. All of them though don't make me choose. I chose already, but don't make me choose. 
<laughs> yeah, I think they've all been great. And for those of you that are listening that aren't sure what we're just talking about, so coaching tutorials are a topic that we pick. So every month has a theme and we pick a topic. We produce a video internally. So the teachers, our own teachers, bring their personality into the videos like we just heard about Hannah's. We pick themes that we think are really vital for kids to develop in their lifetime. And then we have a short video, a worksheet, and then they have an hour session with a tutor where they can actually go into a lot more detail and depth and kind of explore that particular topic. And I think that reflection time is really great. Like we've just had the coaching tutorial on creativity and the, some of the kids brought their work in to assembly. And I know, I know you've missed this one. And it was amazing. Like they came up with something really poetic and really deep and, and really insightful and some great images to go with it. And it really allows kids to bring their talents to the table as well, I think. And that's quite nice as well. Because they've all got different areas that might not be picked up in the academic subjects. And with all the tasks that the worksheets have, I found that it's obviously a skill that you don't practice that much every day in your lessons. It's more like open. It allows you to think out of the box, basically. I think the tasks are always very, very important. And I think it makes a difference when the students and us teachers have prepared the worksheet in advance. So we have everything to just focus on and discuss at the time. I found that very, very useful. So going back to talking about your move to teaching online and and the move to Greece, how amazing is it for you to be able to work with mainly UK-based kids, but we do have global kids as well, but to be able to work with a British school online from the comfort of your home in Greece. Like how like amazing, do you have ever thought that you'd do that? Like I told you, like I didn't think that these kind of schools existed. And I was kind of worried after moving back to Greece that I'd forget my English. Like I would forget how to speak because I'd have no interaction with your anybody. English is perfect. English. <laughs> but I thought I'd forget. <laughs> I don't know. I had this worry that I might end up forgetting. But it turns out UK Virtual School won't let me, which is awesome. I never thought that would happen. And it's so cool. Whenever I tell anybody what I'm doing, they're like, what? Is that that really a thing? Like, I think everyone is as surprised as I was. It's great because you get to experience a different kind of learning environment which is also I think where we're heading towards if I'm allowed to say that I think everything is becoming more and more remote and distance learning so it has a lot to offer so I'm glad I'm going with the pace that everyone else seems to be going in this like technology. Have you tried teaching while traveling yet because I know Hannah does this is this something that you've uh, been excited to try out? I haven't, to be honest, but I would love to. Of course, like with COVID, we haven't been allowed to travel that much, which is sad. But I think we're going to get back in the game now. I really worry that I might get my times mixed up, though. So I want to be time zones are tough right (laughs) that's yeah yeah so I need to be everything we're considering going we have to make sure that I'll be in time difference where it allows for me to just do my lessons as I should but I really honestly I admire Hannah and I love what she's doing I hope I can get there one day 
It will be a challenge, like I said, with the times, I don't know. <laughs> You're a maths teacher, right? Surely it should come I quite know, quickly with the time zones. I'm just getting super stressed. And whenever I get stressed, I mess, I mess things up like now. <laughs> so, yeah, I think I'll have to write everything down because I do that quite a lot, actually. I still write things down. Speaking of being more progressive with my teaching... I still have to get a pen. I love a pen. Yeah, I love pen and paper. I don't think you can ever replace. Well, you can. You can try tablets and screens, but I still prefer paper books. I've just brought a new shelf. I've brought loads of new books this year. Like, there's Nothing can replace paper books, I don't think. And even at UK Virtual School, even though we're online, we've still got a paper journal with the UK Virtual School characters in, and we've still... A lot of our resources are printable, so they can have printed out. And we encourage them to write things down in physical books rather than just working completely online as well. Because I think it's important to develop the handwriting skills as well. So you also have been doing a little bit of time travel. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Oh, yes. That's another fun thing happening in UK Virtual School. George is actually running the time travel, but I've been doing the Thursdays for her. It's been quite an interesting one, I would say. I've learned things I definitely didn't know. It's all about, well, there's philosophers, there's polymaths in the game, and there's so many interesting information you're learning for all these people and the periods they lived for and whatever major things they did, innovations. It has been a very nice experience. I've definitely learned things. It's been nice to see the kids being super involved and on it. We have a student who's made his own book out of all the philosophers and polymaths that he loves, which is awesome. Like He's even put a picture on it. Uh, for everyone. It is a very nice non-traditional way to look at history, look at a little bit more about all these important people that you don't necessarily learn in a more traditional way of, let's say, being taught history. We're looking forward to adding like loads of new subjects as well. So Worldviews was the one that we added earlier this year. And Eloise I know, and that's a success, right? Yeah, and it's amazing because they get to learn about a different... And I I wish I was a kid. (laughs) I wish I was a kid and I could do all of this stuff. And I had the time to do all of this stuff because they learn about each and every country. Once a month, they look at a different country. And they looked at Greece last year, which was great. And then they got Greek ped friends, which I thought was amazing. They've done South Africa. They've done Egypt. They've done Greece, China, Japan, Turkey, India... It's just amazing how much detail they go into because they look at the food and the culture and the history. I know they always show me everything that they've, they're creating in there. They come to maths and they're basically showing what, me what they've done in worldviews. And yeah, that's, that's amazing. They're doing a great job. They're creative as well. Like they get to draw and collage and put together things. And time travel, we're going to officially kick it off in September properly. Like we've just done a few tasters and tried things out. Where Worldviews looks at a particular country and we're looking at, at it from the lens of a country, time travel will look at the lens of a particular theme. So like the one that Andromaki was talking about was philosophy and great thinkers. So we look throughout history but we might look at an invention for example a telephone and how that's adapted throughout time or communication or language or like there'll be so many interesting topics and it's just so exciting that we can do that we can like create something and then 
try it out and then see if the kids love it and then adapt it. And then for us, it's a great learning opportunity. There's no teacher that knows all of this information. We have to go and do our research before we can go in and teach this stuff. And we're learning so much along the way, which I think is part of the fun as well. What's been your biggest learning curve, do you think, over the last year so far? Because you've been with us since September, right? That's right, yeah. I don't know. I guess I'm learning myself better. The fact that I'm online, I see myself talking, I can reflect in real time on my teaching. I can see how the students respond in real time. And I think that's helped me a lot personally to become better. I've had questions that I've learned how to ask differently. I think that's all a learning process that hopefully is never going to end because I like to learn something new every day. But yeah, definitely the instant feedback I get from both the students and myself right on on the spot. I think that's been really, really good for me. <laughs> I think the small class sizes make a huge difference because handling a group of 30 is very different to handling a small group of four, five, six kids on an online Zoom call. So true. And you can just share your time easily, right? Sharing your time with like 30 students is so much different to sharing your time with six or five and some of the lessons there's two or three. That really allows for time to focus, like I said before, less of an independent learners and just all progress together. And I think the students have been able to help each other, which is also super, super important and very nice to see, basically, because they give each other feedback, they support each other, they encourage each other to answer questions, they even help each other with any features on Zoom and how to use it. So it's really building great relationships between all of us, really. And I think that's really important. That's the heart and core of what we do. Like we call each other a family because the relationships are what's really important. Um, everything else is secondary. Once that relationship between teachers and students is established and there's a relationship of trust and feeling safe, then the learning happens. The learning can't happen before that. And I think all our kids feel that warmth from their teachers. I had someone comment once, um, it was a new family that had checked out our website and she'd gone to the team section of the website and she goes, my daughter said, everyone's so smiley. And I looked at all the photos and I was like, yeah, they're all smiling, aren't they? They look like natural smiles and everyone looked happy. And, and I think it makes such a difference that we've got an amazing team and then we've got an amazing group of kids. And we've got something amazing happening here, right? <laughs> I know, I know, definitely. And even, obviously, um, the students would have seen teachers in assemblies and obviously their lessons, but we're in staff meetings, right? And it's the same atmosphere. Like, everyone is so supportive, so helpful, so friendly and so smiley, like you said. You know how you're making us do the compliments at the end, like say something nice about each other? That comes naturally, like super easy to find at least one thing that the other people are doing to make you appreciate them or inspire you. So I think that's also what's happening, not just in lessons, right? Thank you so much, Andrew Mackey, for uh, taking the time to do this interview with me. I think it's been lovely kind of hearing a little bit more about you and your experience because I think you've come a long way as well from being completely new to online to now going, wow, this is working, it's amazing. <laughs> so seeing you grow as well 
it's been amazing so thank you so much thank you for giving me the opportunity to <laughs> oh there's lots more in store right let us do our first residential <laughs> trip and then i think you'll be amazing i think being able to travel and take the laptop with us and then stay over at a place and continue doing what we love doing i think will be super amazing exciting Thank you guys for listening and we'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you for listening in to the UK Virtual School podcast. We hope you took lots of value from this podcast. And if you did, please remember to like and subscribe and to share what you've learned with other families. Now, if you want to find out more about UK Virtual School, go to our website, ukvirtualschool.co.uk or you can join our page or Facebook group, UK Virtual School. We hope that your home education journey is an exciting one. And if you're right at the beginning of starting out, do reach out to us and ask us for support. If you're considering joining us, why not book a Zoom meeting with me so we can explore and discuss options for your family. I'm Sid, you've been listening into the UK Virtual School podcast and I'll see you next time.